0: don't believe the hype read the type
1: this is type beast
0: take a look it's in a book it's type beast baby
1: the audience needs to see your uh, my hands in your the hand signals. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite entertaining. Yeah, one, one day maybe we'll be on video.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe one day uh, once we get our subscribers and funding up.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll we'll, uh, we'll have our own studio. We could pipe dreaming, but maybe we'll see. Well, first it starts with type beast. So we gotta make
0: make this a good episode, so people will want to share it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and they'll want more. Yeah. more content so, yes yeah. i i know uh the book we got in question is one that i have not read but i've learned a lot just from listening you talk about it because oh, you, you you hyped this bad boy up oh no uh, oh, boy. i mean in a good way like you have you know uh so for the, the the book is called how to read a book um and uh By
0: mortimer adler yes
1: yeah i wasn't gonna try and say his name because i didn't know how Oh my (laughs) uh and charles van Doren. Mm -hmm. um the the ocd ish stuff in me of like i gotta read a whole book from front to back has you know you've kind of just from talking about how this book how to read a book you've kind of made me question like oh yeah i never really thought about it yeah Uh, well
0: okay i'll give you like the backstory so uh I go to the Ontario Christian bookstore a lot, which is in Streetsville. Shout out to Lance. Yeah, that's a great, great spot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. A uh, lot of lot of good books, a lot of, uh, you know, I like got you know, really good kids books to adult books and, and, and a diverse... Content. Yeah, in regards to uh, denominational leanings and theological leanings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically I was at the bookstore and I asked him... What's the most important book in here besides the Bible? And he said, he said, oh, that's easy. He's like, how to read a book. And I was like, what? I was like, I mean, I, "You know, I already know how to read a book. And he's like, uh, pa, you probably don't. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, you know. And and so, you know, he said, well, well, how do you know what book is good, Darnell? And I'm like, you read the back? He's like, no, you read Table of Contents. He's like, oh. So yep. there you go. So so for the listeners, uh there's going to be a lot of freebies in um becoming more critical uh and better readers in reading theory uh to help you get the most out of your books. So especially if you're a student uh, going into school this September and you know the readings are coming, uh, you know, take heart because uh there is hope eh, that you don't have to read every single page to understand what's going on.
1: This doesn't apply to fiction. Well, but I mean there's a different speed reading approach, yeah, <laughs> for those books. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right,
0: right, right. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, more so uh, nonfiction um, literature, uh, prose, uh, expository type of expository uh, type of works. So, uh, so okay, let's uh, get started. Okay, so the first thing that I found interesting about the book and that was helpful was like looking at active reading. So part of it is, you know, your approach. So um, expect more from yourself in the text. So part of it is like just being aggressive as opposed to um, being passive Mm -hmm. in your reading. So the point we want to emphasize here is that this book is about the art of reading For the sake of increased understanding. So they get into nuancing reading for understanding and then reading for information. Right? So I hope you guys are taking notes. All right? Because, yeah, because you're like, wait, information, understanding. No, but, but it's pretty interesting. So check this out. So, reading for information is reading what is thoroughly intelligible to us, reading for understanding is reading something you do not completely understand. So, learning. Is understanding more, not remembering more information. I'll read that point again. Learning is understanding more, not remembering more information. So you know, like when we go, uh, we take an exam, and you cram. You know, you cram like for the the, well, yeah. the night before. Hopefully not, <laughs> but if you're cramming. And then you know you get into the t- you get into the exam and what happens? You
1: just everything just falls out onto the paper. Just everything word vomit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's
0: what we call it. Just everything just all over the paper. And then as soon as you you get out of there, like it's like your brain is just saying, okay, erase, yeah, erase, yo. Like <laughs> I need space for other. I need Control my brain. Control you yeah, yo, you you forget you don't even know anything, so you weren't really learning. Um, so. Learning is for understanding, and and I would also add like, so I go I, I used to go to Tyndale, and what used to annoy me was you know we would take these you know deep theological classes, and this is interesting. So we take these deep theological classes, and people who don't necessarily believe or understand the doctrine or the theology, um, they memorize it what what needs to be put on the paper, and then when they leave the class, and then you're asking them about you know theology or doctrine, they're like. I don't know. <laughs> they don't know or they don't care or it's not being applied and you're just like, Okay, so I thought, you know, we learned this already. Yeah, but that was just for the exam. You know, I passed it, I got an A, but you look like you understand the doctrine of sin and you really don't. Mm. You just pass the test. But anyways, so so the other nuances to understanding the difference between information and understanding is the difference is being able to remember and being able to explain or apply. Right? Yep and then so then information comes from exercising your memory and then enlightenment is knowing what the info means and being able to explain why so that last point again enlightenment is or you know you know understanding is knowing what the info means and being able to explain why
1: yeah i think that's you know for if i was i think back to like days when i was in school i i i always had this weird experience where like the first like 30 minutes of studying was the hardest Mm. you know and i would it would just be so distracted i kept having to reread things because like to your point like if I i got i'm learning something i got to understand it i got to reread it reread it and then all of a sudden at like 30 minutes I could spend the next three two hours just absolutely crushing with a level of efficiency, like I was in the zone i'm I'm I just keep going, keep going, keep going I keep mm-hmm. and I don't have to reread things I just keep and and the reason I bring that up is to say like you know how much of like our reading is you know we don't take the time to be like, hold on, I gotta read that again, I gotta read that again mm-hmm. and you know i I would say and and you know part of it's like my OCD thing that I was referring to at the beginning. It's like, Oh, I read that page. Okay. Next page, next page. I'm just checking the box of, I read this book mm-hmm. as opposed to what am I learning? Um, and I think, you know, we'll get into it a little bit more to some extent with like, okay, what's the table of contents? What do I want to learn from this book? Mm-hmm. You're like, what, what parts of this book do I need to learn? What parts of this book do I think I already know? And therefore, you know, focusing on reading, reading, the stuff that's already intelligible to us, you're mm. almost just like skimming it mm-hmm. to, to see like, okay, is this what I think it is? Mm-hmm. You know, do I already understand what this is saying? Um, you know, right now I'm reading a book called meeting suck. Um, okay. it's just like, how, <laughs> it's essentially how to, you know, saying the, the subtitle, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but it's along the lines of like, how do we convert this? Um, you know, very like thing that we do all the time at work mm-hmm. into a really productive means for, for the, for the work environment. Mm -hmm. Um, And and the idea, you know, so right away, it's like the guy, the bookmark in the book actually is like, Oh, an employee needs to focus on these pages or these chapters. The CEO needs to focus on these chapters. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just thought that was really, really interesting because Mm -hmm. you know, that guy's almost like implementing the, how to read a book thing before you even open the book. He's telling you like, these are the chapters you need to focus on. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's
0: good stuff. So the next point is, or the next section he talks about is, uh, reading as learning. So learning by instruction versus discovery. And basically, uh, he talks about aided learning and, and unaided learning. Right. So he says, uh, listening is learning from a teacher who is present while reading is learning from one who is absent hmm. we must know how to make books teach us well interesting bro that's deep yeah right so that's that's unaided learning so so when you have uh somebody there with you you can ask them you know you're my study buddy. Cl- Cl- you're points my TA. of Clarification. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, Joel, hey, what's
1: this? Did you understand it this way? I understand. Yeah.
0: Versus, just- right. So I don't have to do any thinking because you're there to answer my questions. Mm-hmm. But when you're reading a book, the person is not. You know, you don't. You have to learn from the author, so you have to ask good questions from the book and find those answers from the book. Mm-hmm. So that way, you're you're gaining your discovery. And you know when these principles really come into play especially like we know this when we read the Bible yeah, right and we all know that moment where you know it's one thing you know you're sitting in a sermon or Bible study it's another thing you know you're reading it for yourself and you're like oh shoot you're like oh frig you know you know you're like kind of like David it is I you know you read it and you're like you know you read the section and you're just like oh frig this is me this is me oh Mm -hmm. Lord forgive me this is all me you know and it just rocks you and it's just with you that's Mm -hmm. that's unaided learning well of course we know the holy spirit comes in but (laughs) that's aided learning yeah all right yeah different yeah yeah, different way but but, yeah
1: but but i mean how many people read the bible Mm -hmm. with that aspect of like i read it Mm -hmm. right it's to some extent they're taking the listening approach Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of and and not not you know to because i would say if you're unintentional Mm -hmm. in the way that you're reading the bible the holy spirit's yeah gonna, no. yeah yeah no no you know that totally. that that conviction's not going to come yeah, yeah, because you you're not you're not really reading yeah. it you're just yes. reading
0: it yeah and then the, yeah you're not yeah.
1: so i think your point there still does apply in that like yeah. taking the un un uh unaided approach mm-hmm. of like I, you got to know how the book's going to Yeah teach and you.
0: and then it goes back to our first point right you're not getting information you're reading you're getting understanding mm mm-hmm. mhm Right? So now you're not just re- you know remembering a date or a time, but you're like, yo, I get it. This makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now it's yours. That information is yours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, he has a quote and he says, if you ask a living t- teacher a question, he will probably answer you. If you are puzzled by what he says, you can save yourself the trouble of thinking by asking him what it means. If however you ask a book a question, you must answer it yourself. In this respect a book is like nature or the world when you question it it answers you only to the extent that you do the work of thinking and analysis yourself so it's kind of like
1: so where was that from the book
0: uh page 15 okay um and it's like um kind of like weightlifting in a way you know you really have to just do the work to get the results that you want from the book and like it's first point like yeah you just got to be an aggressive reader
1: yeah and like that was kind of like go back read it again again yeah. read it again, yeah. read it again yeah. if you're yeah. puzzled by it right like you know mm-hmm. it might be like okay do i gotta look at the sentence structure a little bit more deeply mm-hmm. do i got you know you read that paragraph again and mm-hmm. again like how okay. is the 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 argument that you're or whatever it is that you're mm-hmm. reading mm-hmm. okay let me work through it slowly okay i understand point one okay i understand yeah. point two yeah and, you know maybe that requires you to start googling to, to supplement yeah yeah you know.
0: and i and I forgot to and I forgot to mention this uh at the start of the uh breakdown, but you know how to read a book isn't a book you read from back to front it's a reference book on how to read different types of literature okay yeah so yeah, so we'd be like oh man well you know technically you know if you read if you read the section on how to read history how to read newspapers how to read economic books how to read uh, analysis books how to read construction books uh Right Uh how to read at different speeds, different reading levels, so there're different tools. types of s- tools yeah that that you that you would pick according to your leisure. so reading comprehension, how to be a better with reading comprehension. So when I was uh, applying to be a correctional officer uh, a while back, and I had to take my testing, there was reading comprehension, so it's a time test that you have to take, and there's a reading comprehension component to it. And so you know, I wasn't doing a good job of getting through the test in time because my reading comprehension was all over the place. And then you know, I read this book and it basically said, okay, the best way to do reading comprehension is to read the questions first, mm-hmm. right? So you because
1: you know now you know what information you're looking for.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, of course. I'm like, don't see. So these are things like like the book is just very simple. You're like, oh wait a minute. Of course. <laughs> right? Of course. You know, so you read the questions. That's a no-brainer. But yeah, but I guess I, I had no brain at the time because I was, I was reading the text first, and then I'm going through it. I'm like, wait, where was that again? Yeah, yeah. So I'm work- I was working backwards, and I was, you know, I was messing myself up, but it was really cool to be like, okay, so I, I studied the questions, and then I went in and aggressively attacked. So I was like, okay, I'm looking for this answer. Found it. Boom. Found this one. Boom. And I flew through the section, so that was really helpful. Um, so that's something to keep in mind now the next section he talks about is inspectional reading and he kind of makes it, he makes a distinction that some books aren't worth reading he lets it know up front you have to know what those books are right and be able to discern what's worth your time and which one's not worth your time uh, so uh, he says so there's some tips you can use to get uh, to do a pre-reading of a book to find out if it's worth your time so one way to tell so there's five there's six steps to finding out if it's worth your time uh, the title page. So the title page and the um, preface, what kind of book is it? So the preface is helpful because it tells you what kind of book it is. And then point two, uh, study the table of contents. A good idea of what the author is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Makes sense.
1: Yeah. Which before, you know, I, I definitely didn't approach books that way. Yeah, because you can see the structure of the book. Yeah, I know. And the table, I'm like, of course.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the like, whole, I'm telling you, man, You. that's why I keep talking about this book. Is like, when you read it, you're like, of course. What am I? Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. when we go to buy books at the bookstore, it th- doesn't matter what it is, you just you flip to the table. Usually of contents. It's
1: yeah. like, do I like the author? And yeah. what is the subject he's talking yeah, about? Right, right, yeah.
0: And then the next point, point three, he says, uh, check the index. When you see the terms listed, that seem crucial look up at least some of the passages so you know we pick up a book and we're like okay what am what am i picking up this book for yeah right so you pick up the book and then you
1: flip to the index and you find the topics that you're looking for and if the passages on those indexes suck you mm-hmm. might want to pick up a different book. Yeah, well, well, Well. but you got to the heart of the issue
0: right then and there. You're like, okay, does this book have what I'm looking for? <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? I'm suffering with depression. You don't want to wait
1: till page 50.
0: Yeah, or you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, or I just had this really bad breakup. Let me just get to this point about the breakup section. Yeah. You read yeah. the breakup section, you're like, okay, no, this is, no. That's not going to help me. Yeah, 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 I'm done. I'm going to save myself 25 bucks and go, you yeah. know, drown my sorrows in a- Pick up a different copy uh, of Yeah, Burger and fries. fries. I'm just kidding. Right? <laughs> 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 Okay, uh, and then the next one is uh, point four. Read the publisher's blurb, or also known as a dust jacket. Um, authors try to summarize as they as they can the or they try to summarize as they can the main points in their book. These efforts should not go unnoticed. Uh, so read the jackets. So that would jackets. be like the inside panels. Yeah, right of of the jacket. Yeah.
1: Of, of um, this, obviously, uh, this would be a hardcover.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but 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 he's he's saying that you know, like he was saying, like authors can't resist summarizing their book in the jacket. He's just like it's just something they they love that you uh, know they love doing. Yeah, so if you really like want to get it, yeah, and you have the jacket of the of the um, book, yeah, it's all there. Hmm. And then uh, point five: look at the chapters that seem to be pivotal to the argument. Look for summary statements, um, opening or closing pages.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So look at the chapters that seem pivotal. So like you're looking at a table of contents...
1: What stands out to you? What chapters are the parts you really want to get to? Yeah, yeah. Read the read the intro, read the conclusion, and read yeah, read the intro, read the conclusion. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, essentially, think of every chapter as like a mini essay. Yeah. Right. What were you taught to yeah, do in your yeah. intro and your conclusion of yeah, your essay? Yeah. Right. Right. Summarize yeah. your points.
0: Yes. So yeah, your conclusion is summarizing the intro, and you're like, okay, wait, this is what I was looking for, or what yeah. I'm not looking for. And lastly, uh, read the last two pages or the epilogue you don't want to miss this so reading the epilogue of the book
1: why what did uh, like what what did you take away from that ah uh,
0: well again it's uh it's basically you know your your epilogue is you know your the summary mhm of uh, like the conclusion conclusion
1: yeah yeah almost like an application of the conclusion yeah or, or like yeah the person's kind of taking it one more step
0: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you
1: it, yeah i guess that makes a lot of sense to, and again, it's
0: a summary. It's just a short, condensed summary where yeah, we're like, yeah. okay, lastly, this is what It'll I want to do. Just give
1: you insight more and more as to like all of these things combined mm-hmm. will really give you a good per, you know, spending five minutes in the bookstore. Yeah. Taking in all these things yeah. in order to go, should I buy this book?
0: Yeah. And even then you realize technically now this is this is pretty cool because like now you're like, Okay, this is worth my time. Like mm-hmm. all the other stuff I can read because now everything you're like, okay, yeah, this looks like this is gonna be a really good read. I want to know what else this book has. Yeah. Versus, um, you
1: know, actually, no, it's not. It I, didn't. It's, it's not answering not, the questions that I have. Yeah, there's a. This isn't the right book for the right for the questions you're asking. Right, right. You
0: know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. it's been pretty good. And so the next section is how to be a demanding reader. Right. So, what is the book about as a whole? Right. That's what you're really trying to ask. Uh, what is being said in detail and how uh, is the book true? And what of it? Why does the author think it's important to know these things? So to get more out of a book, these are the questions you want to be asking.
1: Mm. So it's kind of like is this essentially summarize like after reading those chunks uh-huh. in, in the last section we talked about, uh-huh. these are kind of the, the questions you're asking uh-huh. to get, to get to, more. to, to, to again, help you a- ask answer the question of like, is this the right book? Yeah. Yeah. And then while you're reading it, digging for these pieces of information, uh-huh. assuming you've made the conclusion, this is the right
0: yeah. book. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes on to say, you know, reading a book on any level beyond the elementary is essential and an effort on your part to ask a questions that should never be forgotten. And that is why there is all the difference in the world between the demanding and the undemanding reader. The latter asks no questions and gets no answers.
1: Mm. Bro, uh, uh, you know, this, that's deep. this section makes me think about this idea of like, I've heard someone say it. I don't know who it's like, I'd rather read 10 books, 10 times than a hundred books. So that you like the idea of being like, you know, what that book is giving you. Right. Right. So like in this sense, being a demanding reader by reading that book, a really good book, 10 times, Mm -hmm. you're consuming it. You're that you're almost you're being consumed by that information. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, you're making sure you're picking 10 quality books Mm -hmm. Um, and. Yeah, so I don't know. That's just this is resonating yeah. with that perspective. Yeah,
0: and it's you know, when I was reading that it reminded me of something that I naturally do. That I guess I don't know, I don't know if you know, God has blessed me with a gift and a curse. So uh so I have difficulties understanding things, so I always have to ask a lot of questions. So when I read the Bible, I'm always critical of reading my bible like i'm always why this why this why this why this i don't understand this what does this mean what does this mean so it's hard for me to get through a passage because i don't understand it so i always have to be asking the questions but with those questions the bible always provides me with answers and the more i began to do that the more i began to become more knowledgeable and understanding of the Bible and theology and that's how and so people who are wondering why why how I know so much theology and so forth and, and understand the doctrines because I didn't you I don't almost understand had to. It. yeah yeah I didn't underst- I didn't understand it so the way how I was reading was I just kept asking questions and then the Bible is self-sufficient so it'll always give you the answers if you're looking for it mm-hmm. uh, and that's what helped me became helped me become a better um, Bible theologian. Bible? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, you know, and, and, and it's, it's helpful, but it's just one of those things we want to make sure that, you know, like we're asking questions. And there are people who read the Bible and don't ask questions. They'll just read it and just okay. breathe through but not get answers. And that's why, and again, that's why when people send me articles or I'm reading other books outside of the Bible, I do the same thing. Um, and, and this has helped me with Sixth Sense Report, yeah. right? So when we do our research... And we're reading these articles; those same principles I was learning from reading the Bible. When I'm why this, to, why that, why, why this? this, why, why this? this, why yeah, that? Yeah, is this yeah. answering this? Is this answering yeah. this? Is yeah. this answering this? Yeah. So it's not me being um, the word is a, a, a sophist. So sophistry is uh, you know philosophers who would you know go into the public square and they would only ask questions, not caring about the answers, trying to trip people up. Mm. So I'm not I'm not doing sophistry you know, when I'm asking people questions, trying to trip you up, but I'm really asking because I need understanding
1: because yeah. I don't understand the content or yeah, you're, you're picking at it to, to help you comprehend what's yeah, going Yeah. Comprehend it. Yeah. So
0: I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not yet yeah, doing practicing sophistry or nihilistic and not believing that there's a, that there's no, or being an agnostic, not believing there are answers out there. You're just saying, oh, what about this? What about this? What about
1: this? What about this? But you're, you're just raising doubts yeah, in order to yeah. not come to a conclusion. Yeah, that,
0: that that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So so that that's so those principles were helpful.
1: And then well, I, it sounds almost like, you know, I, I, like when I'm when I hear you say this, also, it's like I think of people who, who read on a surface level. They're mm-hmm. just like, like you said, they just read the Bible and like don't try to understand it. It's almost like to some extent. It sounds like you you almost can't do that, mm-hmm. because no. you're like. I have no idea what I just read <laughs> yeah. if you did. Whereas like some people are almost yeah. too comfortable yeah. with the fact that they probably don't understand. Yeah. They're just like, Oh, I got, yeah. you know, this out of the five verses I read, I picked uh-huh. up one thing that yeah. just was like, Oh, and cool. Even,
0: and even like, like there are people, cause you know, I, I teach Bible study and you know, there are some people who, who, and, and this is them. They said this to me in their, in their honest approach to, you know, reading and especially reading the Bible. There's an arrogance they have come with. I already know this. I already know this. I already know this. But then, you know, when I ask them the question, um, information versus understanding, right? Yeah. yeah. They don't know. And like, I'm like, okay, so how is, what is faith? Or what is atonement? They'll, you know, they'll be like, okay. You know, why did Jesus come to die for our sins? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're like, oh yeah. And and you're really pushing like, okay, do you understand it? Or are you just memorizing a verse? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's pretty interesting. And lastly, uh, how to make a book your own. Um, the, and these are just the points I'll leave you guys with because I don't want to, you know, can't give away the whole book. But these are things that I found the most helpful. So how to make a book your own. Underline major points. And this is for writing in your book. Right? So, it's funny so I, I know some of my students are listening and I I get on them. I get on them about their books being neat. Your books should not be neat.
1: they should be messy unless it's a textbook and you're trying to resell it. Unless you, make yeah. your notes in a paper well, not, not even not even because even that's helpful for the people. I I don't know. I'm just I'm like I know me. Yeah. I was always like, oh, I'm gonna resell this textbook, yeah. and I all my notes were like, you know, I literally rewrite sections of the book yeah. in my notebook. Okay, that's good. But yeah, that, like, but but I think the same point applies, right? Like, it depends on how you study, right? Like, if you're gonna have your book super neat, mm-hmm. you need to have a notebook with literally passages yeah. rewritten. Yeah. No, no, but, right? But but I mean, I digress. But yeah, yeah, no, 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 you're right.
0: So so like, and I'm always. Pleading with them, like, okay, when we're gonna read through this book, guys, make sure you're writing in your books. And, you know, their books will be like nice and neat. Nice. Some books are really nice. You know, some books, you know what I mean? Some yeah. books are just nice.
1: Well, like a hardcover book, yeah. I like it. And yeah. then it's, it's like, beautiful. why would I write in it? Yeah. Dude, it looks so nice. Right. Yeah. It's but, <laughs> yeah, but
0: but I'm always pleading with them to, like, yo, I'm like, hey, guys, make sure you're writing in your book. But they're like, Darnell, but it's, it will. Okay, how about I write it in my phone? Or how about I write notes on the paper? Right? Or how about I write it in my phone? You know, you know, what my answer is, people steal phones. They don't steal books. Am <laughs> a, a lie? <laughs> right? Drew. And and you know what else? You know what else I? You know what else I say to them? I said, you know what that? <laughs> Joel's still laughing. Yo, it's it's uh, yo, it's a fact though. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like yo, don't write stuff in your phone. Don't put it in a tablet. Don't type it out. Don't email it to
1: yourself. Mm -hmm. don't put it on a piece of paper because it gets washed out in the laundry in your pocket. Just... But I mean, I, I would say the one thing, there is definitely value in rewriting things because I find for me like the act of rewriting it, yeah. there's an aspect of like, I know remembering it. 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 Yeah. Right. Um, but that's why I made the comment about a notebook. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. If you literally want to be reading a book and making notes on it, mm-hmm. like that's a different, because yeah. you're almost like, okay, what did well, I, you're almost like journaling on what but, you learned. Okay. But my, that's almost like the next
0: level. Yeah. But my but, response to them, especially with no, even like I would say, no, don't even get a notebook. Well, yeah, that what your point is good. But what I would say is, you know, what also happens when you're writing your book, it becomes an heirloom yeah that's an heirloom bro you know what I mean like you know no when you when you write in your book, people are getting uh the mm. thoughts of Mortimer Adler and Joel Of what you thought was important right what but, stood out to but you. again but again, like um you know Mortimer's talking about uh you know you reading a book is you having a conversation with the author mm. as you're writing into mm. it and and you are being enlightened and I said to Tyra, um, "I have the book, um, Mortification of Sin. Um, Yeah, Mortification of Sin and Temptation by John Owen, and it's a pretty hefty book because John Owen is is a pretty hefty writer. And so I read the book and I put a lot of you know notes in there. It was a couple years back, you know. And so I'm like, okay, man, let me let me jump back in this book, bro. Reading your own notes? Reading my commentary." Save my life, bro, because I read a passage by John Owen and it went over my head. I didn't even understand what I just read. And it happens with John Owen. You can read stuff and you don't even know what you just read. And then at the bottom had my commentary. And I was just like, whoa, this is good stuff. I'm like, man, I can't believe I wrote this. I'm like, man, I've gotten dumber. Like, that's it. That was my conclusion. I got dumber. I felt terrible. I'm like, yo, this was me. No, and you know what I mean? I felt like, yo, this, I was that on point and I was that accurate and thoughtful. I just read this page just now and nothing came to my mind. There was nothing there.
1: But I mean, it's it's, it's also, like you said, heirloom, but it's also like a time capsule. Yes. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. because... I mean, they say this with the Bible too, right? Like how many times you read the same passage at a different point in your Mm -hmm. life and it has a totally different Mm -hmm. application Mm -hmm. or you totally comprehend it at Mm -hmm. a whole different level Mm -hmm. because, I mean, think of it as like, you know, a teenager, an adult, Mm -hmm. a parent, Mm -hmm. you know, that passage Mm -hmm. in the Bible is going to have vastly different meaning when you're responsible, barely responsible for yourself, when you start to be responsible for yourself and when you're responsible for... You know, you plus 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 how many people? Bruh. As an adult as a you know, parent.
0: Four words. When I read my when I read but <laughs> I was in this tyra. I I read my I read my commentary and I'm like, man, practice what you preach. Cause I'm reading this thing and I'm like, man, I need to practice what I preach. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you just see, yeah, you just see your insights and you're like, Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that, so I'm a hypocrite, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not applying this book. You know yeah. what I mean. So, but anyways, let me okay, give you guys the point. Yeah, totally.
1: We were on point one: underline. Yeah, yeah. And no, then, okay, because, okay. So, see, like, so, but guys, this,
0: see what Joel said in the intro. He says, "All you know, Darnell brags about the book. <laughs> I hear a lot." So here I am, bragging and talking about the book. But anyways, lastly, uh, how to make a book your own. So first one: underline major points. Two. A vertical line point a a vertical line, so point to a passage too long to be underlined. So you're just putting like a line in the margin.
1: Showing you like read this paragraph or read these four lines, Um, right?
0: Um star, then fold the page, most important passage. So star then fold the page for the most important passage. So yes, I have pages folded. Um, in my books for the most important passage and then four uh, numbers in the margin to indicate sequence of points uh, so sometimes some authors don't indicate that you can see it yourself uh, number of other pages so reference pages uh, oh like yeah 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 oh go to this page or yeah, it made yeah. you jump back to yeah. that page yeah, and, like, yeah, oh number, yeah what about this it just yeah other pages and uh six, uh circling of key words or phrases. And then seven, writing in the margin, record questions and answers. And so like I was saying before, uh, you know, you're having a dialogue with the author. If you had a chance to sit down um with uh Peterson, with Jordan Peterson, you know, and you're reading his book
1: Twelve Rules for Life.
0: Yeah. Like you're having a conversation with him. You bought his thoughts. So if he's a good writer, uh, those answers will be in the book as you go. So, hmm, I don't agree with this. And then and that's what I'll, I'll tell my students. I'll be like, yo, right in the margin. I don't agree with this. I hate this. I like this. This is true. This is not true. This is mm-hmm. true because... Um, and as you continue to um, engage with the book, again, you're going to be get unaided reading and understanding.
1: And I think if you have... It also creates intentionality, mm-hmm. right? Like, But, like, I mean, you just laid out, you know seven different approaches or things right like mm-hmm. but i mean i would say underlining circling star mm-hmm. um folding mm-hmm. like those are things that that like make them your own yes right like it, yeah. you just laid them mm-hmm. out oh with this intention but like mm-hmm. you might say okay i'm going to i'm not going to use stars mm-hmm. like maybe you're going to do something different mm-hmm. right like maybe you're gonna put a smiley face i don't care like yeah. the idea being is like have your own method have your own approach but like With intentionality i know for me you know i instead of the vertical line on the side Mm -hmm. i tend to use like boxed uh parentheses Mm -hmm. as a way to be like okay read this huge chunk Mm -hmm. um but just uh, the point being that like have your own approach whatever it is but now i think the the idea of like marking up your book kind of also has an intentionality difference mm-hmm. than of course. when you're reading it because you're not just oh i finished the page uh-huh. like you're you're almost showing you're looking for information that you're mm-hmm. like i want to remember this mm-hmm. um i don't know about you but like i love you know you you like when you've made notes in your bible mm-hmm. and then you're go pre you know the pastor's preaching on that on that passage yes and you're kind of yeah, like yeah yeah you know you're checking yes, yourself yes, yes. also at the same time um yes or you're like you know, does that agree with what I thought before? Or does this agree with another sermon? Yeah. Or what are my other sermon? Like, you're calling back the things you might have learned from another sermon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, no, it's it's true. And that's how you read. That's how you know a person's reading the book by the way they write in the book. And I remember uh, there was an, uh, somebody who goes, a friend of ours that goes to uh, Grace Fellowship, he said, yeah, like, you know, if you read a book with Paul Martin... He's going to want to see writing. If you're not writing in it, he's going to say you haven't been reading it. <laughs> right. So and these are important concepts. Like even like if I lend my book out to somebody, you know what I say to them? Writing it. True. That's cool. Writing it. Like I like because because I want to see and I want to learn from what like, yes I, and that's what i mean like i'm like yeah write in my book i
1: don't care yeah yeah you yeah. know
0: yeah, I, I wrote in it It was already writing in it it's already messy <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, yeah. underline write stuff mm-hmm. so i can get something from it and even when they borrow my stuff they already see where my thoughts are at they're like oh, yeah, oh D. Yeah. so when people come to me and like oh did i borrow a book they're like oh wait oh wait this was helpful like i saw your thought process and where you were yeah. thinking i'm like oh okay glad it was helpful yeah you know so with that said, um, you know that concludes this this uh, episode a- episode of
1: Type Beast. And again, like, so l- let me let me ask you a question then mm-hmm. before as we wrap up. Yeah, yeah. What what has changed the most about how you read a book? I'm
0: I'm more aggressive in finding answers so I'm always I'm always asking good questions before I come to it so Mm -hmm. when people you know it even just book because like again we can point back to the Sixth Sense report and us reading an article so if somebody sends me an article The first thing I'm thinking, okay, what am I looking for? What do I want? What am I trying to get from it? Mm Because I'm not, you know, our time is precious. You know, we're married. There's dishes to wash. There's laundry to fold. There's no time. You know what I mean? There's no time to be reading.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Or recording episodes on stuff that nobody cares about.
0: Bro, this is the thing. So, So part of it is, you know, me just being a lot more aggressive and asking really good questions. So my questions get better and tougher. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I would say, football. I even see that with the questions like when we, when me and you are spitballing on an issue or mm-hmm. a topic, right? Like mm-hmm. the way you're asked, okay, but well, why do I care? Well, why, why would I, why is the audience going to care? Mm-hmm. Right? Like even just like on an, on an issue or mm-hmm. like an article, like, mm-hmm. hey, okay, how can we use this? And, and, you know, even mm-hmm. those questions, I would say, it sounds like those come from, you know, your yeah. intentionality with reading and too. And, and yeah. And, and
0: becoming um, a better, a better reader and and knowing what to look for. Uh, and you know what guys and i hope this is an encouragement to you cuz like i i i didn't grow up as a reader i didn't grow up in a reading culture i'm I, i'm i've never been a good reader uh or nor a good student but you know you know god is the master communicator and he invented you know vocabulary and grammar to communicate to us he wants us to know him we make it hard. He makes it easy. Um, all we have to do is uh, become better readers. Right? That's exegesis, right? Mm-hmm. That's basic hermeneutics. Like, it's basic reading skills. So the more you read, uh, well, one, the better your writing gets, the better your understanding gets. Because, like, uh, my wife said to me that the difference between my papers at the start of my um, years at Tyndale to the end of it she was like yeah you write like the people you read Mm. you sound like so and so now Mm. and I was like oh really yeah yeah she she was saying yeah you write like the people you read so you know you you know people read according to what they need um and if you're reading you know slack books then you know like 50 shades of slackness or whatever the case may be you know you need to uh you know check your heart and You know, find something that is edifying, meaning um, is an edifice, is to build you up. You want to read content that adds to you. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing wrong with uh, you know reading Harry Potter and uh, fiction. Yeah, you know, uh, milk in my coffee or Sister (laughs) Soldier. But um, there's points where you know we live in a real life and we deal with real issues. And you know, nonfiction is nice, but. We need to get back to reality and reading books that wrestle with um, deep economic, social, religious, political concepts because this this is the world. Yeah, ideas. This is the world we live in. So again, I encourage you. Like, you don't have to read every page, and that's the encouraging. You don't. You don't have to um, read every page to understand something. Mm -hmm. And that was encouraging to me.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. So again, like, I mean, going back to the idea of like. You know the the author is building whatever they're trying to build mm-hmm. from an argument perspective, mm-hmm. um, but they probably almost have to start as if you know nothing. Mm-hmm. But if you know something on that topic, mm-hmm. chances are that entire book isn't worth reading. Yeah, because there's there's foundational things maybe that you're like I already got this. You know, it's like I mean I got this economics treatise by on my on my desk here, mm-hmm. Human Action, mm-hmm. by Ludwig von Mises and 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 I've, oh, let me see what he says on interest, or let me see what he says on this, right? Yeah. and like it's essentially an aggregation of his works mm-hmm. anyways,, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know there's there's this i mean economics is a little bit different, but but take that principle of like, hey, if you know something about psychology and you're reading a book on psychology, don't spend your time spinning your wheels on the chapter on the stuff that you already learned mm-hmm. and again, again, like I really want to see people
0: um do well. And grow in their knowledge and understanding of the world around them so again like reading for information versus understanding reading for info is reading what is thoroughly intelligible to us reading for understanding is reading something you do not completely understand Mm -hmm. Uh, so so that's the challenge part that's the part of you know being brave and engaging books that you don't completely understand
1: yeah Right. Well, so
0: and and, and and hold on I also want to say you know and that's why I'm thankful for you Joel um in helping me um to better understand economic concepts better you um have been very helpful uh Stefan has been very helpful our intern and our other intern uh mikhail um you guys have been very helpful to me because you know I, you know because I since we started this podcast you know I've had to read a lot more heavier. <laughs> content Content. (laughs) (laughs) right because of you guys so then i'm able to go between you guys and be like okay hold on what was this this. yeah yeah what did i just read what what is this like these are things that that are not intelligible to me
1: yeah yeah
0: you know what i mean so there's points where i'm getting aided learning from you guys and there's points where i'm getting unaided where i'm like okay i get it now Mm -hmm. um so yeah um guys uh get the book how to read a book And learn to read a book for a change. Uh, And let us know uh, if you had any more questions, what you thought about. Or let
1: us know if there's any books you want us to uh, type beast. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. And
0: yeah, just go get a book. Improve your reading. Enjoy your reading. And share your reading. Write in your books please don't it's okay I, you know what i used to say to my students i used to say i'm like okay i'll tell you what i used to get mad i was like you know i'll tell you what i'll buy you a new one just write in this one i'll buy you a new one you can put it on your shelf you can make it look pretty i'll buy you a new one just write in this one please that's it okay yeah. if you want two books i'll get you two books just write in this one. Oh,
1: that's good
0: that's yeah good. yeah yeah so hey don't believe the hype need to type